know, for, for 20 years in television, you're really a storyteller and you're storytelling, you know, words that you write and words that you deliver sometimes yourself, sometimes the other anchors that you write to be read aloud. Um, so as I transitioned from television 10 years ago to Kent State, I'm still doing storytelling uh, for the university. So, yeah, that's really what's at the heart of this. And uh, my family had been involved in theater. And so I started to think about the stories I'd seen over the years and, and watching other plays and things and thought, you know, I, I, I think I could do this because I'm used to writing uh, things that are said out loud. And, you know, could I find inspiration for these things? And so about five years ago, I started writing some plays and now I've had several performed and a couple of new ones that have been picked up. When we talk about writing these plays, I, I think a lot of us would say, boy, I'd love to write a book or write a play or write a movie and everything. But obviously, your writing background helped you out a lot here. Did you have a drama background before? Because I know most members of your family have. So it started somewhere. Where did the dramatic part of your life, did this start in high school? You know, I, I did a few things there. I actually played music. I was down in the orchestra for the musicals and things like that. But I always looked at television news in many ways as live theater. It happens every night. You rehearse, you go on. You've got this live audience. The next night you do it again in just a different way. So, um, so I had a comfort there. And in just watching stories, and especially as a journalist, you know, for 20 years, I had, you know, seen and met some interesting people and whose stories I thought would come to life on stage. So I had enough of a background that I thought, you know, I'm going to, like, you know, you said people want to write a book. I said, well, you know, I'm going to sit down and try to write a play. And it seemed to come easy. And I met some other writers, and writers are very supportive of each other. And now I've uh, been fortunate to find some success. Okay, so let's talk about the, the two plays right now. First of all, mm -hmm. Witnesses to the Execution. Go down that road. Well, well, both of these are based on Akron cases that I covered as a journalist. And uh, this Witnesses to the Execution, right, you may remember this in 2008, yeah. had to do with the um, execution of... Um, now his name escapes me. Uh, a man who murdered two women in... in uh, in Akron, he had dropped a, a brick off the uh, bridge, got them to pull over, and then let them call their parents, and then killed them. And it was just, it was just awful. And I had gone for the first time as a, a witness to the execution because uh, local journalists are always invited. And then afterward, I had this long discussion after, you know, viewing this with a journalist who'd seen twenty of these and another journalist who'd maybe seen five or six. And we had this great late night debate about whether it's you know, really worthwhile? What's the what's the real reason we're there? Is there any value to this? Does death penalty do anything? And so I put this into a play, and um, it's been picked up by Brockport University uh, outside of Rochester uh, for a two-week run coming up in October. And so as a modern drama, it's again, based on uh, this Akron case and uh, back to my journalism days. So up on stage, the play itself, is it a debate among journalists? Is it yes. drama about the execution or all in the same? Yeah, it's it's in the immediate hours right after the execution. It's at a late night diner. These three journalists and a, a waitress who's, you know, had been around for many, many of these. So she's used to people coming in afterward and talking about it. And they debate them, whether God's really in the room, whether it does any good, whether we, you know, as a society, whether we support it or not, are we responsible for this? Because we elect the people that, you know, that pass the laws. And so it's a, it's a very much a uh, intense drama in that way. And um, I, I'm glad that it resonated, you know, when I started to, this was actually the first place I sent it. And uh, so I was thrilled that they decided to pick it up and produce it. Okay, let's talk about the Baron of Brown Street. 
Yeah, this is a, a full-length play that um, has really stuck with me for a long time, and very much around the same time, people remember a homeless man in Akron by the name of Lenny King. Uh, he became an overnight celebrity because he had gone to court and forgave the three men who had dragged him from his tent in the middle of the night under the Brown Street Bridge and set him on fire. Um, he was fortunate to have lived through this horrific attack. And then when he goes to court, he forgave them. And it just... it. it was just an amazing story, and he went back to living under his bridge. And I got to go down and meet with him, and his personality was just overwhelming. That he could, you know, I think we'd all like to think that we can forgive people who do us wrong, but to do what he had done was pretty amazing. So, but he talked to me about all the people, Ray, who had come under the bridge in the days following the news articles, really trying to just take advantage of him. And you know, what a life-changing thing it was for him. So I wrote this play. It covers the five days that immediately follow the news article. And he's presented with different choices and different people, and it's set in Akron. And by the end, he's got to make some tough choices about his own life. But it's really a play about forgiveness and uh, and being able to forgive yourself. And um, I think that's something that people in the audience will resonate with. Um, it had a reading with the Dramatist Guild of America uh, online a couple of months ago with actors from New York and Los Angeles. And now it's going to get a presentation in Warren. I'm still looking for a great local theater that wants to produce this original Akron story. But it's a pretty intense drama, and again, it's based on uh, a real man here in Akron and the experience that he had. Eric, what was the timeline to put these two together? You mentioned the, a lot of the background work you had done as a journalist, but mm -hmm. then you had to put pen to paper. And What was the timeline? I write probably much faster than uh, other playwrights, and that probably goes to my TV days, because you got to write it, you got to write it right now, and it's going to be read tonight. Um, so I wrote The Baron of Brown Street over about a six- to eight-week period uh, over the last holiday break, so December, January. And Witnesses to the Execution I put together in late February. Um, it was just one of those stories that had just stuck in my head for a long time, is reliving those moments of not only being there and how I reacted, but the conversation I've had. So, you know, most playwrights uh, might write one full-length play a year. Uh, I'm in a, a zone right now, Ray, where I'm writing three to four full-length plays plus some others per year. And um, I was fortunate to have some others produced here locally uh, over the last uh, eight to ten months. So it's, it's really a great hobby that's taken off for me, and I'm finding great joy in doing it. Yeah, I, you kind of answered my next question. I was going to say, are there more to come? How far are you down the line with other plays? <laughs> You know, I, I've started one this summer, and I, I consider myself a modern dramatist because I try to write about modern topics. I had a play that debuted last fall about a military couple separated during the war, and then I had a play that opened at the uh, the Akron Civic Theater back in March and April that was about a police family reacting to the George Floyd murder. Uh, the one that I'm really putting a lot of time into now, and I expect to have the first draft done by Labor Day, uh, is one about a, a local teacher who goes on trial for using banned books. You know, that's made the news in the last, you know, six to 12 months mm -hmm. is that school districts are on the defensive, you know, with which books do they have in their libraries? Are teachers allowed to use them? And I wanted to examine this. So I've uh, drafted a play about a woman and uh, her, her female students teaching a women's studies course who's suddenly on trial uh, for using banned books in 2022 and, and really try to bring that tile or that, that topic up. So I think, Ray, what I try to do is create not only something that's entertaining and keeps people going and has normal storytelling to it, but it that is a topic they'll talk about once they leave the theater. Well, now you got to get those boys involved in acting out these plays, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you know, the theater <laughs> community is so supportive of one another. Uh, I've met so many great people along the way, and they're creative. And, you know, actors, if, if they believe in a character, they are more than willing to give up their time and 
help you bring something to life. So I'm, I'm excited to get this one on its feet, and I'm excited to see these others uh, come to life in the months ahead.